Good evening. Didn't the praise team and the choir sound great tonight? They did an outstanding job. Have your Bibles turn to Luke chapter 1. Last week we started the series Christmas Miracles. Tonight we're at part four of that. We talked this morning about the greatest gift ever given on Christmas. And part four is this. "'Twas the day, can you finish that? After Christmas. We always talk about "'Twas the night before Christmas.'" I want to talk about "'Twas the day after Christmas.'" Luke chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 26 and read just a few verses. Luke says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. She was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be, a great, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. We celebrate Christmas and what we're doing when we celebrate Christmas is we're celebrating the kingdom of God coming down to man. Divinity wrapped in humanity. And we get caught up in the idea of Christmas and we miss the spirit that's behind Christmas. We all know the, the uh, night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. We never think of the day after Christmas. And there's something about the Christmas spirit that we need to consider because at this time of year, it changes people. The spirit of Christmas changes people. People are, are happier to the most part. People are more giving, more generous. They look at things differently this time of year. They look at people differently this time of year. You see the, the Salvation Army ringing the bell at, at the stores as you go in and and people will gladly give. And the spirit of Christmas brings a lot of this out. And brings it, if you want to talk to some people you can't hardly get along with, usually around Christmas time is the best time to do it. Because people are just a little more cheery, they're a little more happy, they're a little more excited. And it's the whole spirit of Christmas. We go that little extra effort to forgive people around this time of year, to forget what they've done and move on with our relationships with them. And this is partly the spirit of Christmas. The problem is this spirit of Christmas passes. After time, the old things start to creep back inside. And sad to say, it seems like after Christmas is over, we get back to normal. So how do we keep that Christmas spirit uh, I heard a story, and I love this story. Christmas Eve in World War II. It was Christmas Eve, the battlefield. It, it started to get dark, 
and the, the French army was on, or the English army was on one side, and the, the uh, Germans were on the other side. And the British army, uh, as dark fell, and, and there was no, land, no man's land in between them two, you could hear on Christmas Eve, as darkness fell, a tenor voice singing, Silent Night. And it rang throughout the battlefield. And as he sang on the German side, in German, a baritone voice began to sing with him, Silent Night. And the two armies sang together with no man's land in between them, the song, Silent Night. And there was no shooting. There was no bombs. There was, for that little stretch of time, there was peace on this Christmas Eve. And they woke up the next morning, and it was still peace. It was Christmas Day. And so a few men from the British Army got out into, ventured out into no man's land, and they had a football. Now, not the real one, a soccer ball. And they brought this. And, and it's been told that the British Army always take two things with them, even to war, a football and a teacup. And so they go out, and these British men begin to play World War II. They begin to play a game of soccer out in no man's land. And the Germans, a few Germans, venture out into no man's land as well, and they begin to play. And on that day, the British Army and the German Army got together on Christmas Day, and they played a game of soccer. And the British Army won three to two. And when the game is over, they shook hands. They went back to their respective sides. And the veteran that was telling the story said, and at dark, we went back to fighting. Guns going off, bombs exploding. And the veteran said, it was back to business as usual. And the Christmas spirit sometimes affects us the same way. That we will be generous this time of year and we'll forget on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, all the things of the past and why we didn't like the other people that we don't like and why we didn't get along and we remember the birth of Jesus and the spirit of Christmas and we forget. And then the 26th and the 27th and the 28th of December, we begin to remember why we had those feelings and then it's back to business as usual. So is the Christmas spirit a temporary ceasefire in your family? Is the spirit of Christmas a temporary ceasefire in your life? What do we do with that spirit of Christmas? How do we keep that spirit of Christmas all year long? And I want you to imagine, and this is kind of the way the world does it, uh, imagine being here, there that night as Jesus was born, and being at the end that turned Mary away. And imagine all the things going on, and you're, you're decorating all the things around that end, and you're putting up decorations, and you've heard that there might possibly be a king coming, and you're decorating for this king, and you're getting everything ready, and everything's nice and neat and clean, and, and everything is perfect, and you're, you're getting ready for the celebration, and you decorate the end, and you ignore the manger. The spirit of Christmas is different than the spirit of Christ. And that's where the difference is. I want to talk about a few things, the difference between the Christmas of spirit 
and the Christmas of Christ. And the first thing is this. The Christmas spirit is an annual thing. Spirit Christmas is annual. The spirit of Christ is eternal. There is no end. Verse 34 goes on to say, How will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Imagine how our lives would be if we let the Holy Spirit come upon us and overshadow everything we do. Because I said the celebration of Christmas is a celebration of the kingdom of God coming down to man. And when the Holy Spirit enters into you, when you are saved and you receive the Holy Spirit, that is the kingdom of God coming down to man. Where is the kingdom of God? It's right here. It is right here. This is where the kingdom of God is. So what they celebrate for Christmas, and what we celebrate for Christmas is the kingdom of God coming down to man because the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and overshadowed her. And we celebrate every day the spirit of Christ being eternal because the kingdom of God has come down to man and he lives and he dwells inside of us. And that is where we receive our power. That is where we receive our ability to communicate with God is that eternal power in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And the kingdom of God is eternal. It is not an annual thing. It is an everyday, all day, all the time thing. I uh, read a story of a man who would go to Salvation Army meetings and he loved going to these Salvation Army meetings and he told his wife when, when he said, I want, I want you to buy me a red sweater so I can wear to the Salvation Army meetings. And see, he wore that sweater every time he went, and he loved that sweater. And he said, I, I, what I want you to do, he said, I want you to monogram that sweater with the slogan, the logo or the slogan of the Salvation Army. And that slogan is blood and fire. And he said, I want you, and they, they were both illiterate. He said, I want you to look at that sign. And he said, I want that sign that's on the building. I want it on my sweater. And so she did. She went and she got that that sweater and she looked at the sign and she wrote down exactly the way it was on the building and she monogrammed that sweater and he put that sweater on and he wore it to church he had no idea what it said he was illiterate she had no idea what it said she was illiterate and they walk into the meeting and they read this new sweatshirt this new sweater that he has and it's monogrammed and the monogramming says this under new management see they had a new leader at that Salvation Army and the only sign she saw was that sign under new management and this particular Salvation Army he told them he said I I wanted to get y'all slogan on my sweater and he said I love it so much and they said we do too and they changed at that Salvation Army they changed their slogan from blood and fire to under new management when we are saved when the Holy Spirit takes residence in us we are under new management we talked about your Christmas plans getting messed up and Mary's got messed up and the reason her plans got messed up is because she was no longer running the show the Holy Spirit came over her overshadowed her and she was under new management 
I don't know what you want in my life, God, but whatever it is, you are in control. I surrender completely and totally to you. The spirit of Christmas is an annual thing. The spirit of Christ is eternal. There is no end. The second is this. The spirit of Christmas is sentimental. And we all have stories. And most of my stories that I have that are just super sentimental are of kids. I was, I was talking to a, a lady tonight, and she was talking about her grandson. I said, how old is he? She said, he's five years old. And I said, I loved that age at Christmas. I miss that age. My youngest is 12 years old. I missed that age at Christmas because they would just come screaming down into our room and then just scream, it's Christmas, get up. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. We're going to miss it. And they'd drag us out of bed and they'd drag us downstairs and they'd start staring at those presents. And they knew they couldn't open them until we did one thing. And so at, 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 at the youngest age that they could remember, and we did all three of them the same way. They would sit around the Christmas tree, and they would be eyeing that present, and they would, the one they wanted, and they just focused on that present. They knew better than to open them, and they would just wait patiently. Well, sometimes patiently. Until we got ready, and we sat down, and the first thing we did before anybody opened presents is we sing happy birthday to Jesus. Loved that. And they would all sing. And they were singing to get to that present. I'm not fooling anybody. They weren't fooling me. But it did me good. That they knew before they ever opened any present, it wasn't about them presents. It was about who was born on this day and why we celebrate. And I've got videos and, and pictures and, and just every time. And uh, the kids would hate it because Mitchell... Uh, I'm going to say this because he's not here. Mitchell was against wearing clothes until he was, I mean, he was on up there. He just, it was, it was underwear was it. And so every Christmas morning, he'd come down them stairs holding his blankie and them underwear. Dad, turn that off. I'm like, son, you're 17 years old. Put you some clothes on. Let's unwrap these gifts. Christmas, in the spirit of Christmas, is sentimental. I love Christmas, and Christmas with me is all about family getting together and worshiping and celebrating, and uh, it is sentimental. The spirit of Christmas is sentimental. The spirit of Christ, however, is supernatural. Verse 30 says, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child, you will give birth to a son, you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. The Spirit of Christ is supernatural. And don't miss this. Because when you talk about Jesus, especially this time of year, everybody thinks of that little babe in a manger. And that's what we're celebrating. God coming down the kingdom of God coming down, man wrapped, or God wrapped in human flesh. <laughs> but make no mistake, that Jesus that came as a babe in a manger is coming back. And the next time he is not coming as a little babe, 
The next time, he will not ask for room in the inn. The next time, they will not have to declare by shepherds that the king of kings and the lord of lords is come because the next time he's coming as the king of kings and the lord of lords. Next time he's coming to split the skies wide open to take all of his people home and there will be no doubt in anyone's mind who this man is. The spirit of Christ is supernatural. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Every. There is no one left out of that. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. I don't know where my viewing podium is going to be for this. But one of these days, the old devil that has given us so much trouble and so much heartache and so much trial and so many tears, one day he's going to look at Jesus. He's going to get down on that old crooked knee. He's going to say, you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The spirit of Christ is supernatural. And finally, the spirit of Christmas is a human product. We've made Christmas, and, and I, we all get caught up in it, and there's nothing wrong with, with decorating a tree and, and buying presents. There's absolutely nothing wrong with all of that. But the spirit of Christmas is a human product. It is something we have created, and it's something that, that the world celebrates more than anything else, just the material aspect of it. And they, like I said, that's why it fades so quickly. They, they are cheerful, and they forgive, and they're generous, and then a couple days after Christmas, it's back to business as usual. The spirit of Christmas is a human product. The spirit of Christ is a divine person. God wrapped in human flesh. He was all God and all man. So explain that. I can't. That's a God thing. I don't know. But I know that's what the Bible says. He is all God and he is all man. He was a divine person. And that divine person is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. Jesus is the reason we celebrate. How do we keep the Christmas spirit? Don't keep the Christmas spirit. What I want you to do all year round is keep the spirit of Christ. Because it is eternal. It is supernatural. It is divine. So how do we see the real spirit of Christ? And it shows us in the Christmas story if we meditate as Mary did, we'll see the Spirit of Christ. Meditate. Thinking of Jesus all the time. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Does that mean that you have to have your head bowed and your eye closed and just in constant prayer all the time? No. It doesn't even mean you have to pray in Old English, which apparently is a very holy thing that you're supposed to do. Meditating on Jesus is he is always on your mind in some way or another. When you're thinking of your family, you're thinking of how blessed you are that Jesus has given you that family. When you're thinking of your unsaved family, you're thinking, I hope that Jesus gets a hold of them. I hope that the light of Jesus shines through me so I can reach them. Jesus is always on your mind. At any conversation that comes up, 
has a root of Jesus Christ. If we meditate as Mary did, we'll find the real spirit of Christ. If we search out a place for Christ in our world as Joseph did, we'll find the real spirit of Christ. Making room for Jesus. If we announce Christ's coming with peace as the angels did, we will find the real spirit of Christ. If we hasten to find Christ as the shepherds did, when is the last time you really searched for Jesus? And then finally, if we persist on our journey as the Magi did. Let me ask you this tonight. Do you want the real spirit of Christ? Because we can say that all day long. But until we meditate, until we seek, until we make room, we will never really find the true spirit of Christ. I want something that lasts longer than a warm, fuzzy feeling on December 25th. I want the spirit of Christ. And if we get that spirit, because things change. That battlefield in World War I changed for two days simply by the spirit of Christmas. But how much more would it have changed if instead they had the spirit of Christ? We do a lot of good things this time of year. We try and help as much as we can this time of year. But how much more effective would we be if instead of the spirit of Christmas, we had the spirit of Christ in every way we dealt with every person? And I say this almost every time I get up to preach now because it, the, the Lord keeps pressing this upon me. Jesus' ministry, in the three years he was on earth, you could sum everything up that he did. Two things. Love God. Love other people. That's the spirit of Christ. Love God and love other people. Time and time again, story after story of Jesus and his ministry was loving people. Loving the most unlovable. Let's keep the spirit of Christ in our lives this year. Through the Christmas season, through the Christmas spirit, on the other side, before it becomes business as usual, let's adopt the spirit of Christ. God, I want you to be supernatural through me. I want you to be divine through me. I want you to work through me. Because lives are in the balance. And I don't care if it makes me uncomfortable. I don't care if it's something I don't like. It may not be my thing. But if it sees souls saved, God, I surrender to you. I'm in, yeah, you are totally in control. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm simply going to say this tonight. My prayer is that your prayer as a Christian, that your prayer as a believer, that your prayer as a church, a body of Christ, that your prayer is this, let me be all that I can be for Christ. Let me keep that spirit of Christ in me 
every day. My prayer tonight is this. Through the Christmas season, I want Christ's spirit. I want through me for lives to be changed. Through me for hearts to be mended. I want that spirit of Christ in me going forward. I'm going to pray in a second. When I do, if this is your prayer, I want you to pray too, just right where you're at. But I want you to pray this year. This year is going to be different. This year is not about Christmas. It's about Christ. When Christmas is over, it's still about Christ. In January, February, March, April, it's still about Christ. Keep that fresh in our mind. Father, we're so thankful that we're able to have your spirit in us. That we're able to be controlled, that we're able to submit that we'll be able to overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, that we remember the Spirit of Christ throughout this year. And when Christmas is over, we still focus on the Spirit of Christ. Use us in a mighty and a powerful way. Direct our paths. Hold our tongues when we need them held. Father, loose them when we need to speak. And let us do what you would have us to do, what you have called us to do, what you have given us power to do. I pray that through it all, that lives are changed, that souls are saved, and your kingdom is affected forever. My prayer for this church, my prayer as a believer, as a child of God, has helped me to adapt this spirit into my life every day. Every day, and everything I do, control me. Have your will and your way in my life, in this church, in our families. And we'll never fail to thank you. For it's your sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. All right, for the ushers come just now if you would. We'll take up our evening tithes and offering. If they would, they can bring the offering plates with them. <laughs> I got to be more specific. I mean, they, granted, they came. Like Brother Travis, if you would, to ask the blessing on the offering.
There was a time when I felt alone 